Hello and welcome to Gutted. I am Elise. And I'm Tony and we're here to spill our guts about horror films. If you're new to the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Gutted Horror Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today we have another fun list episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are very excited for this one. We are going to count down our our top WTF death scenes. WTF death scenes in, in horror. horror movies. <laughs> uh, so when we see a death in a horror movie that just kind of... <laughs> makes us chuckle or think what just happened we put it in a list and when we have enough to make it a top 10 for us then we we film we film yes an episode a wtf death in a horror film is nothing new there are tons of yes. them there are many a plethora of yeah. just for whatever reason bad writing or Bad editing. Bad editing or just low budget. Something went, you know, something wasn't perfect and it's to our benefit of viewing. (laughs) Um, And that's the beauty of horror movies is that it still makes the movie. Makes the movie. Maybe it makes it better. I think it definitely makes it it better. Yeah. (laughs) And so these are just ours. um, And you all probably have your own favorite. Yes. So once you hear our top 10, we would love to hear your top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in in the in the chat or the list or email us at guttedhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Okay. Oh, also, because these are deaths there will definitely be spoilers. So <laughs> again, we will say the title of the movie first and then say the character in case you want to like skip forward. Be like, oh, I haven't seen that one. I don't want to know who dies in a really horribly funny way. I think in this case with the WTF deaths, it is often not a main character. Yeah. It's usually a, sort of a throwaway character <laughs> or a side character. So what is a WTF death for you? A WTF death. Well, what's the acronym mean? What What, the fudge? (laughs) What the fudge death? (laughs) What does that mean to you? That to me, that means something to where I perhaps knew that character was going to die, but I did not know how. I did not know how shocking, how awkward or how strange it would have been. Something that makes me chuckle afterwards because it was so shocking. So would you call it? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. (laughs) Could be ridiculously shocking. Maybe out of nowhere. Yeah. Or maybe just. Or like, what just happened? Is that person dead now? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Makes no sense. So it's either shocking to the point that it makes me laugh or I'm just like, what just happened? Yeah. And for me, there is a slight distinction uh, for WTF deaths. Usually it's like at a moment where I'm not quite expecting it. There are some exceptions, definitely. But I noticed that on our list, we had less deaths from, say, like Nightmare on Elm Street series because Freddy is known for doing things over the top and in a ridiculous way. And he's a he's a fabricated, fantastical creature kind of a thing. So if he has a death in which he makes people you know, look like a cockroach or... <laughs> it's expected. It's expected. He That's what Freddy does. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, Freddy. Yeah. Because you are 
predictably WTF. Because you get carte blanche to do whatever you want. You can't be in this. You might not be on this list yeah. as or much. You might not. Might not. We're not yeah, sure we're not yet. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> not sure yet. We haven't gone over the yeah. list. Yeah. But there might be some other big some heavy other, hitter slasher other franchises, franchises that might be in this list. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Number 10. Number 10. Is from Friday the 13th. Number five, a new beginning. Good old Jason and crew. Jason and crew. After what is arguably the best movie in the franchise, uh, Friday the 13th 4. Yeah. I'm well, I thought you meant this was well, this is Tony's favorite. It's one of my favorite, but not because it's a good movie, because I love to laugh at this movie. It's it's akin to watching the movie Dumb and Dumber. I admit I admit that uh, I had not seen this one uh, until Tony introduced it to me a couple years ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. It is akin to the horror version of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, this is uh, what you would Lloyd. call a guilty pleasure. Yeah, if Harry and Lloyd were like orphans in a <laughs> little camp somewhere. So we have a group of orphans and yeah. they are together at... I don't know if they're orphans or just like wayward kids. They're Yeah, they're the wayward teens. It's like the school for wayward teens slash 20-something-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> so our number 10 spot is the lovable, lovably annoying Joey. <laughs> has his face just like constantly covered in chocolate around the corners of his mouth. Want a chocolate bar? Here, you want it? I'll give you half, but I need half for later. Piss off. Oh, please let me help you. It's really no problem. Joey! I feel bad for this guy. It's the character is just written in such an actually pretty offensive way. Pretty offensive. But he has a good heart. He's trying to he's go he goes up to like the meathead guy who's chopping wood. Just so And this guy's unhinged. Totally unhinged. You know, um, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I never really chopped wood before, but it certainly looks like fun. Leave me alone! Here, Vic, want a bite? Here, I'll just put it over here. And later on, when you're hungry, you can have it. And poor Joey's thinking, I'm going to connect with him. I'm going to give him something that I love, like chocolate. <laughs> An unhinged guy is just like, get away. <laughs> oh, boy. And then he, Joey's like, fine, I'm out of here. And the minute he turns his back, plunge. <laughs> Never turn your back to a man wielding an axe, especially one as unhinged as this guy. He must have been Royden. Yeah. I don't know what was the deal with this guy. Who put him in this camp of wayward teens? Well, he was definitely wayward because he was mentally disturbed. But I mean, I kind of feel like this guy should not have been around anyone. Let alone (laughs) be allowed to wield an axe. They're trying to rehabilitate. Who gave this guy that job? He should be in the kitchen. Well, they're like, he's got a lot of energy he has to expel. Sometimes exercise is the best way to get out your pent up emotions and, you know, traumas and all that. So send him on a golf court and collect golf balls. (laughs) Don't give him an axe. It's not that kind of uh, camp where they they can't, they're not, they're not the country club. They're not the country club. Yeah. It's a labor camp. (laughs) 
<laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, they're like, yeah, let's let him blow off some steam, okay. chop some wood, but also don't give crazy guy an X. Yeah. Yeah. There could have been many a job at this camp. Some people were like folding laundry. Yeah. That sounds peaceful. And for those of you who have seen this movie, it ends up being such a huge plot point twist yeah, reveal. Joey was important. But, you know, to, we won't get into that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we should spoil that. No, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, number nine, we have from the movie Critters in 1986, the character of Steve Elliott, played by the one and only Billy, Billy Zane. Zane. great meal mrs brown for those who have seen this movie you know exactly what we're talking about you're talking about full critter chompy chomp chomp full what chompy chomp chomp full critter full critter to the yeah you know he was very polite at dinner and it was the daughter who was just like i want to go to the barn and do you? Yeah, let's just shack up in the barn. And Billy Zane actually seemed kind of hesitant. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to be polite and eat your mom's dinner. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm down. Let's go now with my little tape deck. Yes. <laughs> and so they go. And I think he goes to change the the song on the tape and he gets, he gets his fingers bitten off immediately. <laughs> Yeah, those critters are hungry. That was the part that was shocking to me. I was just like, oh, his fingers are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor Billy. And his girlfriend tries to stab one of the critters with, with a, pitchfork. a pitchfork and that gets eaten. So yeah, those critters are bad news. They're hungry. hungry so bad news that they have to be chased down by intergalactic bounty hunters. They were cool. Man, like what them. a great movie. Yeah. And a lovable moment. One of the most... Uh, prob probably one of the best moments of Billy Zane's career, if we want to be honest here. <laughs> Forget you, Titanic. <laughs> Billy Zane is the boyfriend who dies in the first 10 minutes yeah. of Critters. <laughs> exactly. Congrats. A lot of big stars got their start yeah. in Critters. Congrats. Leo got his start in Critters. I think it was three, maybe four, one of those. Oh, I think it was three. Were, um, they're in the apartment complex? Yeah. Is that where they're in the apartment yep. complex? No breaks. That's right. No breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. Okay, number eight. One of my favorite characters in one of my favorite movies that we've already talked about. It already is the second installment of this movie <laughs> in our list. So, yeah. are we heavily biased? Yes. It is from Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning. And it is the character of Demon, Demon. played by Miguel Nunez Jr. You're gonna get it, bitch! Oh, lighten up, Demon. You'll feel a lot better after you shit. <laughs> I feel a lot better when I'm out of here. This shit box is gross. One of Tony's favorite characters. Of such all a time. great character. Such a, uh, I think he is a um, just one of those memorable 80s horror actors because he also played Spider, Spider. in Return, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Great role. Um, very similar to Demon's character. It's kind of like the punk rock yeah, guy. Similar names to Demon, Spider. Yeah, he's got the coolest names. Cool and, names. Yeah. 
Uh, well, anyways, Demon, what it makes his death so WTF and ridiculous? <laughs> it's um, not like a like a thing that just happens out of nowhere. It's like it's sort of a build up and the, the whole, whole scenario. Process. It's like a scene that I would say lasts at least 10 minutes. I'm, yeah, I mean, it's whoever wrote this scene must have been just extremely high. I imagine they wrote it <laughs> at like three in the morning and they're giggling the whole time. I, like, I think they wrote it. It's sort of like they, they wrote a little bit of their own life into the scene. Like they had chill enchiladas this yeah. night and they're like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. So basically, Demon, he lives in a van, hashtag van life. Van life. And his little brother is visiting him. Mm -hmm. um, he's got his girl in the van as well. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's got his little brother coming over. So he's cooking up enchiladas, enchiladas. and quesadillas, pizza. He's got it all. Yeah. And um, so, you know, naturally some uh, well, microwave enchiladas. You're, well, that... you're in a van, so he probably doesn't have proper storage no. for these things. <laughs> so I imagine the enchiladas went bad. He probably had them in that van for at least two days. Yes. He's like, well, now my brother's here. So I'm bust these out. <laughs> he ends up with a bad stomach. He's on the shitter yeah. and sadly meets his, his doom. End. But In not after end. getting a little lullaby, little sing. That's what I think is so song. sweet about this scene. See, I, I didn't immediately think of this scene as a WTF because I actually think it's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of like sweet and tragic that he's in the porta potty and his girl's on the outside. She's singing to him. At first, she's making fun of him. Yeah. He's like, hey, you cool it because this is serious. I'm having a bad time here and you're laughing. And so she sings to him. And he's like, okay, this is helping. This is helping. So he starts singing too. Yeah. <laughs> and then her singing stops and he's like, hello, are you still out there? Hey girl, are you still out there? And then bam, yeah. he gets it. <laughs> Think that's so sad to me it's like one of the most tragic deaths because yeah who wants to be slayed on on the crapper yeah that's for, it's yeah. embarrassing and you like are you gonna be able to like what would you do would you pull your pants up really fast would you just panic and leave them down would you what would you do you just i don't know you just you're just you dead just, you just take it yeah well he didn't die it. immediately like first the you know the sticks go through and he's like, oh, no. Yeah. Poor demon. Poor demon. See, I, I don't know. Yeah. This is definitely a WTF. Like what just happened? Yeah. The whole premise of it is ridiculous. But to me, it's like the most tragic death on this list. So, you know, maybe it should have ended up on our gut wrenching death yeah, list. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe part two of gut wrenching death. Honorable deaths. mention. Gut wrenching yeah. death. The thing is, we make these lists and then we think of more later. So yeah. there's, there's always room. Room for growth. The top 10 is not set in not stone solidified, no. no i think except for our number one which you'll have to listen on the end that i feel be, like that that will is widely known as the number one wtf well, death in horror i don't know though we'll see when we get we'll there. see when we get there yeah okay so you watch to the end so number six and seven it's actually a tie Ooh. so i will say one and i'll let you divulge the other so one of these is in Silent Night, Deadly Night 
one and two. I believe it's in one. If you've seen two, then you know that like basically number two rehashes everything that happened in number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't even need to watch number one. Just watch number two. You know, I think number one might have been the better movie quality wise. Yes. But number two is very iconic with that with Ricky the killer. Yeah. This is in. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, and I believe also in number one. And it is Santa. But. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it's not the guy who gets killed through his trash can? The garbage day victim? I mean, that is kind of so iconic WTF. But I think because I knew that that was coming because of, you know, internet. Yeah. So, damn it. The internet spoiled our list. This really should have been on the list. But it missed the list because... Because I already knew it was coming. I didn't put it on the list because it wasn't shocking to me. (laughs) This one, however, was. Because it's some guy, some nice do-gooder dressed as Santa. (laughs) And we find out in a throwaway line, it's old man Kelsey. Poor poor deaf bastard. (laughs) And so what's going on? Let's so explain the scene. So Santa is walking over to this elementary school or something like this Catholic school. There are nuns running around and little kids everywhere screaming, having fun, throwing snowballs. And Santa's coming because it's getting close to Christmas. And Santa comes over and like reaches his hand out to, I don't know, say hi to young Ricky. Don't take another step, aren't you? Billy. Get out of it. Get away from it. Billy. And the cops pop out of nowhere. They're like, don't take another step. And they don't give Santa enough time to react and they blow him away. Well, Santa can't react because he's he's deaf. deaf, Yeah. As we find out later in the throwaway line. Yeah, but they blow him away in front of the kids. In front of these little kids. Yeah. So of course Ricky's traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) That's it's it's just it's just so ridiculous because here you have this poor old man dressed up as Santa and this renegade cop. Who's not really doing any due diligence to find out if this is a killer Santa or just any old Santa. No, no. But he's he's getting close to that little kid. Got to blow him away. Not even like a like a leg shot. They they shoot him in the back six times. Yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy to blow away Santa in front of a bunch of kids. Bunch of Yeah. And nuns. And the next scene, the cop is talking to the nun and she's like, that was the janitor. (laughs) (laughs) Old man Kelsey. And the cop is so nonchalant. He's like, well, there is a killer out there still. Like he doesn't even care. (laughs) So sad. So sad. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why this movie was so controversial when it came out. Because they killed old man Kelsey. They killed Santa Claus. They killed Santa. And a janitor <laughs> who was moonlighting as Santa. But the uh, death scene in Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 that is uh, kind of uh, controversial or well-known is when the guy is on the sled, coming down the sled and gets <laughs> chopped with an axe and his head is completely decapitated. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot about that one. Oh, However. List number two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Santa stuck out more to us just because it's you're popping a cap in Santa. Yeah. Right in front of all these kids. These rogue cops. Yes. <laughs> but um, this scene in Silent Night Deadly One might have inspired 
the next scene that I'm about to talk about. And it's oh. once again from our favorite movie of WTF. It's just a WTF movie, actually. Yeah. It's again, Friday the 13th, five, a new beginning. Yeah. And it's the character of Junior, Junior. the maniacal motorcyclist <laughs> who is trying to, um, I don't know what he's doing. He's just, he just riding around someone, cackling. Someone, no, he's screaming. Someone just like punched him in the face. He's got like a bloody nose. He's like, they hit me, mama. They and mama's like, come and get your stew. <laughs> making supper and he's just riding along cackling and like a really long scene of him just no he's not cackling he's screaming oh yeah he's just like, ah, <laughs> ah. well it's, it's like a psychotic scream <laughs> and he needs a similar faith to the person who's riding the um sled in yeah. Silent Night Deadly oh, Night you're One right yeah after eight full minutes of riding in a circle screaming he drives right into a uh, cleaver it's not a machete. It's a it's, it's a cle it's a meat cleaver. Oh, and he's riding so fast on his motorcycle that it chops his head clean, clean off. off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of feels like we came up with this list while watching Friday the Thirteenth Five. I don't think we did. They still hold up. Anyways, what I wanted to say before we got to the next one was that all of the first five movies happened to uh, come from movies uh, that were made in the 80s. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, I think that is worth mentioning that thank you 80s thank horror you, 80s. for um, allowing some just completely ridiculous moments in them. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is actually one of the reasons I started getting into horror films is because I was watching a lot of these 80s horror films that were scary, but also really funny. And <laughs> I think for a kid, you want to be scared and you want to laugh. Because in the 70s, I feel like a lot of horror movies in the 70s, um, there are some that are just truly horrifying. Scary, yeah. And the effects maybe weren't. Or there wasn't like this effect craze. So there probably was more of shying away from showing the actual mm -hmm. scenes. Thank you, 80s, for Thank providing you, 80s. us with the... I think the 80s was just a WTF decade. Yeah, it was the, the heyday. The it was hay, the heyday. Hey decade. Yeah, the style, the hair, the movies, yeah. the stories. Maybe it was because everyone was on drugs. <laughs> they're on drugs? <laughs> yeah, they're on cocaine well, or something. All right, number five is from 2009's Saw 6. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Yes. I have trouble remembering what happened in each of the songs because they yeah. play out basically one after the other and then they cross... Especially the first three Storylines. The first three are happening around the same time timeline wise and it gets confusing like okay what happened and which one yeah and by um, six the writers must have run out of scenarios they put these characters through the ringer yeah you know at first jigsaw had reasons for each person that he you know made play his games i was like oh well you were a drug addict and you have to learn how to find your way and like all oh, that makes sense and then he kind of 
his he lost his, his way reasonings become very loose <laughs> <laughs> he does have a brain tumor so That's you got to give him some credit yeah well also he's he, getting loopy on the drugs because he's terminal he's like oh well, i gotta quickly find some more fast like, <laughs> i'm running out of time here and so our number five goes to hank the janitor in saw six <laughs> While only 52 years of age, this man has continued to smoke even though he has a history of high blood pressure and heart disease. This demonstrates very little appreciation for the blessings of his own life. And the reasoning behind why poor Hank the janitor is in this terrible game is because he's a smoker he doesn't appreciate his life because he has chosen to smoke despite the fact having lung cancer and diabetes and i'm like you're punishing this poor guy that earns minimum wage and he has to blow off his steam somehow so he smokes <laughs> Jigsaw, you know, he's running out of people to put into his traps. But, you know, we later learned that this actually isn't Jigsaw's trap. It's the the next guy, the apprentice's trap. So really, the the reasonings are flimsy at best. Is that during this one or is that during a later one? Um, well, I think it's just revealed the more you the more the timelines go down at a certain point when Jigsaw becomes sick. Um, his traps his, become his minions his, are he's delegating work to his minions. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like it was Jigsaw that put Hank in this trap. And then afterwards he's like, oh, I'm, I'm losing my steam <laughs> here. Amanda and Strom, you guys take over. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just like really offended for this janitor. <laughs> it was especially, I think it's like in the opening scene of the movie. It's not the opening, actually. No, it's it's when the main guy who's going through this labyrinth, he's like the an doctor. insurance. It is Jigsaw because Jigsaw's pissed at this insurance adjuster guy yeah. for not giving him appropriate medical coverage. Mm. And so he wants to punish this, you know, head honcho at this insurance company. And so the head honcho has to go through this labyrinth and choose who lives or dies and so he has to choose between some, I don't know, some lady with kids and this poor janitor. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, well, the fact that this janitor is even there, it's not fair. <laughs> I was really upset for him. Sorry, Hank. <laughs> you just got caught in the he, wake. He was stressed. He had to smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just looking for an excuse to get an extra break. You know, the smoker's break. Oh, that's it. He was a time thief. Yeah, he was a time. Yes. So that's lying why, on his that's time card. His, that's his flaw is that <laughs> he was a time thief. He was trying to leave work to go on a smoke break. Yeah, exactly. All Jigsaw right. caught him. Yeah, caught you. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is from the movie Final Destination 2, mm -hmm. which I'm glad finally made our list because this one is full of ridiculous deaths. But in our opinion, the most ridiculous of deaths in the entire Final Destination franchise is Alex Browning, the main character played by Devin Sawa. Yeah, the main character from Final D1. And this is not even a gory death. It's not even... It's not impressive. Not even filmed. <laughs> it's off camera. My friends are dead. 
That's how I can say that. And this is what happened to Alex when I was responsible for him. It is, it's got one, one piece of film. It's one Polaroid. <laughs> so it's one frame. <laughs> it's always um, interesting when writers, producers of movies has to have to deal with a character that has decided not to come back yeah. for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, if we were to make this list about most ridiculous deaths of characters that were kind of just written off in in like not just horror movies, but like TV mm-hmm. episodes, it would be something like um, in Family Matters when the the, the daughter sister. goes to the her room and never comes back and stays up there. Yeah. <laughs> or in sliders where Wade. Wade gets sent to a or Wade gets replaced by the hot lady and she gets sent to like a sex camp. Yeah. But off camera, we never see her again. Pretty sad. And yeah. so Alex Browning played by Devin Sawa play. He has, suffers a similar fate yeah. where it's like he survives the whole first movie. Yeah. And in the second movie, they're like, well, you know, death eventually caught up with him. A brick <laughs> fell on his head and he died. Here's, here's the Polaroid. Polaroid. Here's Allie, his friend. Ali Larder has a Polaroid. Instead of, of helping him. Devin <laughs> She is snapping pictures. <laughs> well, they are on vacation. I think they're in Paris at this point, right? And so it's like she has a camera. They were having a great time in Paris. I think they were there for a few months and they were, they were like, yes, we cheated death. We did well, yeah, it. We lived. We survived. Of, at the end of the first one, and the three survivors in the first one go to Paris. And they're like, we did it. We went on an airplane. We took that plane, that fateful plane, and conquered our fears. And then I, I guess, you know, after the credits roll in number one, little do we know that Devin turns around the corner and gets pelted in the head with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> And there's Allie to take the Polaroid. She's like, yeah, I need proof. I need to remember this. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. What well, WTF is going on there, writers? Yeah. WTF Allie. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I should mention that um, a lot of the other... So, Final Destination is a movie just like Nightmare on Elm Street where every single death is ridiculous. Because, so, it's expected. Yeah. Because so. every death is so ridiculous. Of course, the least ridiculous one is going to be ridiculous because of that yes so it's like yeah if you get hit by a brick off camera that's ridiculous for that movie. for that movie yeah that <laughs> that's why that one gets in the top spot of wtf deaths yeah. and number three we are jumping to the 70s oh our first movie, our from, first the 70s. movie from the 70s um and it is from dawn of the dead 1978's dawn of the dead <laughs> and there are some elements to this movie that are kind of ridiculous, like, you know, like the, the zombies are blue, um, very uni- unique stylistic choice. Yes, they um, are gray, but the lighting sorry. caused them to become blue. <laughs> okay, Tony's a big fan. <laughs> this is Tony's favorite movie, by the way. Yes. Ever. Um, so he knows a lot about it. But uh, when I saw it, the thing that was most striking to me was the scene when all the hooligan bikers are trying to take over the mall. And they're just wreaking havoc and stealing money in this time where money is obsolete. They're stealing jewelry off Stealing TVs. Yeah, they're taking TVs. And one guy goes, what are you going to do with that? And he goes, I don't know. And he smashes it on the ground. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) And then there's one guy in a sombrero. (laughs) And I'm glad he's wearing this sombrero because he's easily identifiable later on. And the sombrero guy later 
um, goes up to one of those arm pressure machines. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those are irresistible. So if you've fun. ever been inside of a Walgreens or CVS, yeah. you know exactly like, what we're talking about. I know my blood pressure is. Oh, yeah. Why? Are you going to remember it? No. I had so much fun with those as a Me kid. That's too. always what I would just beeline straight for the arm pressure. I never thing. knew what the results meant. I just wanted to feel that pressure on my arms. It <laughs> seemed fun. And this biker guy, you know, he's like, oh, I'm longing for those days when I can go get my my blood pressure taken. So he tries it at one point. And I think some guy heckles him and makes him feel bad. Some guy's like, it. hey, man, what are you doing? Come on. He's like, yeah, there are zombies around. Come on. And so he he's leaves. like, stop fooling around. He leaves. But he comes back when the horde intensifies. <laughs> it's like the pinnacle of horde mayhem. And he goes straight for the blood pressure machine. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, He's you so can guess what happens. He's immediately consumed by a horde of zombies where his arm gets ripped, ripped off, but his arm that's inside of the um, it's still the machine its pressure taken. Yeah, it, it makes over. for a pretty comedic moment. Yeah, but I remember that scene was just so chuckle worthy because <laughs> I'm like, why? I wonder if it's, if that's in the Argento cut. I wonder if that's one of the scenes that Argento's like, nope, Argento's this is like, stupid. This Get is this dumb. out of here. Hey, what are you thinking, Romero? Yeah. Oh, funny. Love that guy. <laughs> anyway, so he has to be our number three. Yeah, I, I think you can see why this movie and why um, Friday the 13th Part 5 happen to be some of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. It's because they have this cartoony nature to them. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for in a horror movie. You want cartoons. One cartoons, yes. Yeah. Saturday Just, morning yes. horror cartoons. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Now we are left with two WTF, what two could be even more WTF and ridiculous yeah. than Armband Guy? more ridiculous than a guy in a sombrero trying to take his <laughs> blood pressure in a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> I think number two is widely known by horror fans as being one of the most WTF moments in horror cinema. Yeah, this is one another one that was like tragic to me. It's funny. <laughs> And shocking, but also very sad. <laughs> <laughs> and this one comes from 1989. And once again, it's mm. from our buddy Jason, Jason in yeah. Friday the 13th, part eight. Yeah. Jason takes Manhattan. Mm -hmm. um, for all of you horror fans out there, you probably know exactly what I'm going to yeah. say. And it's the character Julius who decides... You know what? I'm done with this done Jason running. guy. I'm, I'm just going to running anymore. I'm a pretty big athletic guy. I'm just yeah. going to try to take Jason on one on one. Uh, yeah, he's, so <laughs> he's a boxer. Use the combos. Keep the feet light. This is it. So they're up on the rooftop and he's, you know, making his final stand. To be boxing fair, him. He, he to gets be in fair, a couple hits. There's like nowhere for him to go. He's yeah. on a rooftop and Jason <laughs> shows up. And so he's like, all right, this is Fight it. Or flight. I'm going to do it. And I really applaud him for having the bravery and gumption to take on this like giant burly dude in a hockey mask. <laughs> and he, he does sneak in a couple hits, he not does. before getting uppercutted. And um, of course, his head just flies pops completely off. off. Just, pops just off. a clean cut 
uppercut Mortal Kombat style. I don't even think there was any blood. I think it was just no. a head. Clean and swift and his head just pops off and I don't know, careens off the building. Take your best shot. Motherfucker. Yeah, the, that'll teach you to uh, try to fight back versus Jason. You know, though, he had no other option. That's why I think this scene is actually really sad because he's like the only person that didn't panic in the face of Jason. <laughs> and he bravely stood up to him. To what end? Nothing. <laughs> Dead. Sorry, Julius. Yeah. Yeah. At least you tried. But I know when I first saw this, I... It was just so shocking. Think, yeah. Tony, I think, was like watching me to see my reaction. I could tell he's like watching me. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and I'm just laughing. <laughs> Poor Julius. Yeah. All right. Number one. All right. Number one. We finally uh, reached our yeah. number one of our <laughs> top 10 WTF deaths. I was just giggling the whole time making this list. This one, I know I can make a very strong argument that this one okay. is. Hold on. So number one, when we were making our list separately, our top 10 separately, and then we combined it, uh, both of us had the same number one. This well, is a unanimous number one decision. I, yeah, between two people. Um, Which is, yeah, why we get a lot of ties because there's only two people voting. There's just so two of that's us. why there's a lot of ties. We've seen all the same movies mostly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it comes from... 1981's Halloween 2. <laughs> and I think you know what we're talking about. We're looking at you, Ben. Now, yeah, slow down. What? All right. over there. Look, look, look. Is that him? I don't know. Get back. Run. Go on, run. Boomer. Get back. Get back, you kid. Run. Boomer. Stop. Get out of here. Ben Tramer, Laurie <laughs> Strode's crush. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy just happens to have the hot costume that year. Everyone apparently went to the same hardware store and got the same ambiguous mask. <laughs> Is he, he wearing a jumpsuit? He's wearing a blue jumpsuit. Wow. Okay. So he shops where Michael shops <laughs> at a hardware store for Halloween. And That's the thing, you know, if you happen to, it's, you know, when you go out for Halloween and you picked out your Halloween costume and someone happens to have the same exact Halloween you're costume, like, oh, you're like, no, damn it. Shucks. It ruins my costume. Then you I'm go original. moping around down the street. You're like, oh, well, I'm just going to go trick or treating anyways. I'm some high school student. 
it's so cute because he actually has like a bag. <laughs> he's got a bag full of candy. <laughs> he has like a little bucket of candy and he's just like walking around. He's jaywalking. He's, That's his problem. Well, because I think someone's following him. I think there's like a <laughs> cop in like the, the back, like background following him. So he's like, he's walking kind of fast. He scuttles across the street. <laughs> and here come these renegade cops. Yeah, it's speeding down a residential street <laughs> and plows right into Ben Tramer. <laughs> and he explodes. Yes, plows, piling right into Ben Tramer <laughs> and ends in a fiery explosion. The sad ending to Ben Tramer. And I think Laurie the, cops, crush. the cops and Donald Pleasance are like, oh, we got him. We think we got him. I want an autopsy. And no one ever acknowledges that, like, oh, poor Ben. They're just like, oh, shoot, we didn't get Michael. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't care that they killed Ben. <laughs> so sad, so tragic, so pointless. Yeah, and now Lori has to go to prom by herself. <laughs> it's, yeah, Halloween 2, you know, there's a reason why a lot of the franchises choose to skip over certain Halloween movies. Did they skip over Halloween too? Well, you know, in the reboot, it just goes, it's like, let's just pretend that Halloween 2 through whatever don't exist. We're just going to skip those. So there's Halloween 1, is the original Halloween. I mean, I think a lot of people love Halloween 2. They're like, oh, Halloween 1 and 2, and that's it. <laughs> um, for me, I'm like, Halloween 1, and that's it. And Halloween 3. <laughs> I love Halloween 3. So in my um, Halloween timeline, Ben Tramer survives he survives and saves the day he doesn't get plowed into he get and plowed into he takes up. Lori to prom because her hair looks good in number two yeah it's blown out she's got a lot of makeup on she looks good well, she had all that time in the hospital to figure that yeah, out she's, she's bored so she's doing her her makeup <laughs> yeah Poor Ben. Anyway, so that's it. That is our top 10 WTF deaths yes. from horror films. Please, we want to hear if you agree with us. Yeah. What are your top 10 WTF deaths or in horror? Or at least your, your top two. Give us your, your top one. Yeah. We want to Do you know. agree with us about Ben Tramer? Is he the um, most he? ridiculous and unnecessary <laughs> kill in a horror franchise? Why were they going 80 in a residential zone. <laughs> it was pure bedlam there in Haddonfield that year. It was. It was kind of bedlam. <laughs> okay. And as always, um, we do want to mention a couple of honorable mentions. They're we always some, fun. We have some honorable mentions that didn't quite mm -hmm. make the cut. Honorable mention for me is also from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. <laughs> and <laughs> it was when Ricky is walking around the streets and he has a gun and he shoots a red car in the distance twice it flips over and then explodes <laughs> Bingo! Just like explosions. And Garbage Day didn't make it. Garbage Day didn't make it. Again, that's expected. You know, <laughs> I think you I think you just like explosions. I love explosions yeah. because they're shocking and it's like the biggest fanfare you can possibly have <laughs> for the ending to a character. Well, then speaking of explosions, my honorable mention is from uh, the movie Dust Till Dawn, oh, yeah. Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. The younger brother. Yeah. Um, he is being attacked 
by the ghouls of the titty twister. Yeah. Um, and he's bit, he knows it's his end and he's just like telling his sister, like, uh, Juliet Lewis, he's like, Sh- kill me, kill me. And she doesn't want to do it, but she holds the gun up and she shoots him and he blows up. He blows up. And when it happens, it's You're just like, like oh. a, like, whoa, okay, that was <laughs> I pretty guess crazy. Done. Yeah. <laughs> There's no chance he's coming back. <laughs> so I always thought that was um, quite ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it didn't quite make the cut because in Tarantino movies or rather Rodriguez movies, things are a little ridiculous. And so. Yeah. But that one was shocking because you're just like, oh. <laughs> they blew up this kid <laughs> poor scotty <laughs> all right well that was our list and please let us know if you agree with us if you have any wtf deaths that you want to add to our list feel free to message us on yeah. instagram or email us at gutted at gmail.com mm-hmm. and if you like what you heard go ahead and give us a like a comment or a subscribe a follow, a a follow rating, any of that anything, stuff anything yes let us know thank you for watching and or listening this has been another episode of gutted, gutted.